Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Hello, this is Julia Zamiro, and you're listening to Joy 94.9. Lucky you. Hello and welcome to Being There, Done That on Joy 94.9. The little team is here again. Hopefully our voice is going to last the distance. I'm Chris. I'm Gordon. And that makes me feel by default. You're Phil, Phil, Phil default, are you? Well, I'm, I'm up, as, up in the blame. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yes. Well, I want to know where that week went. Uh, well, yes. <laughs> Indeed. It was just so oh. quick. It was unbelievable. I Like you... Get up! I got up this morning. I thought, "Oh, have to be here for this show." That's how a famous early Beatles song got its name. What's that? A Hard Day's Night. Because no. Ringo came out, they were recording one of their movies, and he said, "Oh, it was a hard day," and he got outside. It was night, so he just corrected himself, and they turned it into a song. Oh, well done! Yeah, <laughs> they were talented that? like that. Well, writing songs, they did a couple, hmm. just a few. Thanks for that little piece of trivia. Something I never want or needed to know. <laughs> well, this, this this program has a lot of trivia in it, actually. Yes, you're going no. to enjoy the next 60 minutes. <laughs> There's a lot of things in it that you don't need to know. Hopefully, the, you will find interesting uh, our little dissertation on the calendar and the fact that we're basically halfway through the year. Six months to Christmas, mm, if you oh, really want to count. Oh, stop it. Can you still do laybys? Oh, I, yeah, you can. Do, pe- pe- they, they do still have laybys, but I think you take it away and you just keep paying for it or something. Rather, I'm, I, I don't do it. But <laughs> there's and, probably an app for it these days. Just more than more than likely, yeah. We'll have a couple of birthday people. One fellow will be uh, singing his deathy day. Oh, coming up for that oh. fellow. Oh, oh well. sadly, uh, a bit of gay singer. Uh, very, very. Uh, interesting but also confused a little bit we'll be talking about sexology and uh, these sorts of things and how the world is changing its opinion upon what is acceptable behavior or in fact natural behavior i think every behavior is quite natural because that's the way it is isn't it i, I did used to have a little saying called kink is just the first time Oh, right. Okay. Yes, I can understand that. Yes. <laughs> Philip is I'm, smiling. I'm thinking of washing dishes or <laughs> learning to drive. Or... We have three women that we're going to talk about as well on our history program, which has been there, done that. And, and also modern history is being created at the moment by the Pope and also by an insurance company in England. So there's a wide little selection of topics that uh, hopefully you'll find interesting. So with a teaser like that, you just have to stay tuned. Uh, oh, yes. Or you else can't miss on. a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Gordon, you were saying six months to Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's not quite the end of the year, but you, we're not quite at the end of June at any rate. No, so, not quite. So uh, it is six months. Oh, golly gosh. Yes, it's, I, I, it's, it's, uh, it's something that comes around quicker and quicker every year, faster and faster every year, one should say, as you get older and older every year. <laughs> yes, because when you were in single digits... Christmas was forever. Well, between Christmas was forever, and it took forever and a half to get another digit in your your age. Now, the ink doesn't dry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you write this number, and before you know it, it's not even dry, and you write the next another one. one. Yes, never mind. But anyhow, we're but still the, here. That's there the is thing. actually some problem in defining now. The scientists and uh, the thinkers in the natural world are saying you can't actually have now. It's like the, the term a point in time. Yes. There yes. is no such thing. No such thing as a point in time. Time is irrelevant because it just, it's just there. It's well, a, it's relative, according yeah. to Mr uh, Einstein. Well, yeah. that's right. Yes. So this is why we really don't have a proper handle, proper understanding on how time works of the fourth dimension. You, you can, if you think of relativity, you're sitting or you're standing in a jumbo jet. Yes. At 30,000 feet, yes. Mm-hmm. Travelling at 600 miles an hour, yes. Mm-hmm. And you're running from the back of the plane to the front of the plane. Yeah. To you, you're just running at your normal pace. Yeah. To me, down on the ground, relative to where you are, yeah. You're moving at 600 miles an hour plus, plus your running speed. Mm. And that, to me, would be superhuman. But to you, your relativity is it's just your space and time is moving within your environment. Is that's part, That would be part of what um, Einstein's theory of relativity would have been. Yeah, well, that's how they explain situated. his theory, yeah. that the relativity means relative to you. Yeah. And then you get the black holes and time slows down and oh, well, we're I, not going there today. I don't have that sort of relative anyhow. <laughs> My relatives don't talk to me, so... <laughs> All right, then. Well, when the calendar turns over to the 25th of uh, December, you'll be able to say, well, I can remember six months ago when it was discussed on being there, done that. Oh. Oh. And people will look at you as if to say, that's a funny thing to remember. <laughs> How did you well, remember that? <laughs> well, that was the time I lay-by. Came out. <laughs> yeah, it started off. And now uh, I don't want the thing anymore. <laughs> no. Oh. What a funny concept of purchasing by lay-by. In other words... Storing the item and only getting possession of it when you pay the last Last payment. payment. Mm. They have a different thing in pet stores when selling birds. Cheap, cheap. guy walked into the the pet shop and he saw this big cage of birds. Mm. And there were little lovebirds on the bottom and canaries at the top. And he says, he he couldn't name them, he couldn't remember what the canaries were, but can I buy them on higher purchase? <laughs> yes, very yeah, good then. Yeah. Lay by is the opposite to credit card purchasings where you're using someone else's money until you've paid off that debt. Mm. You're incurring a debt immediately by uh, swapping that for the item. And of course, the credit card debt in Australia is absolutely enormous, it's billions and oh, billions of dollars. Yeah. Yes, and goodness knows what would happen if that all suddenly crashed. Well, the yeah, problem is nobody saves up and appreciates mm. things anymore. They that's want right. it now, they, they get it now, yeah. and yeah. that's such an empty yeah. feeling. I only yeah. I only buy things if I need them. Never. Well, I've got to the know. stage where 
uh, I look at the things and say, well, I don't actually need one of those anymore because the ones I've got are going to last for the next 15, 20 years at any rate. So may I suggest you people won't be out buying the Google Home setup? Oh, definitely Where you walk not. in and say, Google, turn the lights on and Google do this. I've got that app on my phone. But it doesn't do anything until you buy all the appliances. I haven't got everything that works with it. It's an amazingly huge waste of money. I saw that what that on the phone. I thought, what the hell's that? And I tapped on it, and it came up with this. Oh, we can do. And I thought, oh, like hell, you can. I can flick the switch myself. Thank you very much. I haven't got that. I've got arthritis in the fingers, but it still switches switches on. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're all going to have fingers that are worn out. We have overdeveloped thumbs. Oh yes, and and sore necks. Having your face and your screen all day long. But that's that's interesting about the um the, the new they're going to bring in a law or something or other about that, aren't they? About walking the streets by looking at your phone and having well, hearing aids, hearing have shown things in you. That in fact more people are being killed on mm. the roads by being distracted by their mobile device. Yes, yes. Whether it's music or whether yeah. it's a phone. Well, we've all or seen a it. screen. Yeah, mm. and I don't get out of the way of people walking along. That neither do I. No. Straight into yeah. One of the well, some of the funniest things ever near Blackburn Station. We've got the community notice board. The number of people that walk back bang into that <laughs> because they got their face on their screen, yeah. and it must hurt because they're not watching, and it just hits them straight in the mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. It's well, fun to watch them. Yeah, it is fun to watch it because it's not happening to you. That's right. <laughs> uh, our first piece of music is going to be from Luther Vandross. He was a he was a, a very interesting young man. Do tell because he never ever publicly came out, and yet all his friends say that he was gay, but he never actually came out himself and said he was. Isn't that a sadness mm, that mm. this particular singer had all these wonderful talents? Mm. He was backing singer for some major. Um, Bette Midler artists. was one that he sang with, uh, and Beyonce. Beyonce, he sang with so many people. And yet he was... Uh, he he what, was scared of his but, own sexuality. But, but the people that he worked with knew that he was gay, yeah. which, is, which was rather funny. You know? And he deprived, Had a lovely voice. deprived himself of the pleasures of mm. actually getting out and amongst it. Yeah, that's right. But anyhow, he's uh, the, he passed away uh, in, with a heart attack and he had diabetes and a couple of other things that were wrong with so him. And, yeah, on the 1st of July 2005. Mm. He was born in 1951. So there He's he is, 50, oh, 54, 54 mm. years old, yeah, but not old at all. Feel, feel sorry for his mother because she's still alive, but she's and, and his older siblings all died before him. So she, apparently she has no grandchildren by the mm. sound of it because you need, need people like that in your old age to yes. look after you. Thank you. Yes, what a good idea. <laughs> An insurance policy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We've got a little song from him called Shine. Oh, we can do that easily. Let me check you out. 
midst of a fierce competition. Get a view from a better position. A little closer now, you got my attention. Maybe you're my mama, my, my, my superstar. Keep showing me moves that are blazing. Cause you're teasing my imagination. Don't believe I can find temptation. I think you are ready. Love Radio? Joy is now on iHeartRadio. Turn us on anywhere. You're with Chris Gordon and Phil being there, done that, Joy 94.9. We've got our ladies to consider. We've got a politician, mm-hmm. a statue honouring some activity, <laughs> and we've got a pioneer in education. Our first one that we're talking about is... Let's see, on the 24th of June 2010, a modern personage, Australia's first female Prime Minister was sworn in. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the local lass, Julia Gillard from Altona. Born in Wales, actually, and migrated to Australia when she was very young with her father and yep. mother. And they lived in South Australia when she, was, she grew up in South Australia. I wonder if she was a dual citizen. Did we ever check? Philip, I'm sure that over the past uh, many, many years, there have been lots of dual citizens that have been sitting in the parliament without being challenged. But it was only because one man in WA, a solicitor in WA, challenged a member of the Greens, I think it was, that the whole kettle hit the fan. You know? Yes, well, something hit the fan. <laughs> yes, something hit the fan, yes, and that was it. But Julia Gillard, I've never heard of anybody being so absolutely reviled by the opposition Government in the government, as Julia Gillard was, she was just absolutely hounded the way they used to talk about her. The radio, so the right wing radio stations, especially in Sydney, that you know they used to call her the witch and the ditch, the witch and all that sort of stuff. Well, res- respect for women, the, the respect for women is was bloody um, terrible. It's in that not time. high on their priorities. No, no. No, exactly right. But when she came back with that misogyny speech, oh boy, did she give wow. it to him. And I was sitting there listening to that and I'm saying, give it to him, Julia, you know. It was interesting that she was quite productive because she could convince people of the arguments that she That's put right. forward. She had more legislation passed than Tony Abbott or the, the current government they've yeah. got. Yeah. And, and she had and a minority government. Now, that's, that says something about her and her powers of persuasion mm. and of argument. She should go down as one of Australia's best prime ministers. But better if, prime ministers, Well, better yeah. prime ministers, yeah, but um, it will never happen because she was a woman and there's a lot of these people mm. that still have this whole thing about women not being able to do anything, which and is absolute one rubbish. one term, of course. Only the one term, yeah. Then, of course, we, she was always with the thing with um, getting rid of Kevin Rudd and then Rudd getting rid of her and... And well, there uh, were a few knives flung. They were flung all over the place. But she yes. had comedy on her opposition, though. She was up against Abbott and Costello. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what a time to be alive. Yes, who's on first? That's right. <laughs> What's on second? Gillard's on top. It was also sort of a little bit galling for us gay people that she wasn't... She was living in a unmarried... Situation. Situation, yes. Mm-hmm. 
but she wasn't coming out for us in our unmarried situations and wanting equality. That she was in the throes of a, of a, of a, a one of the factions that were controlling the party at the time, and it was the one of the top, the biggest union at the time was in control of what she did. And that was the shoppies union. It was a sad and missed opportunity, though, for our community. Oh yes, because. Yes. Well, in Australian politics, it was a huge step to have a female Prime Minister. Mm. And a lot of that potential was washed away by factions yeah, and, yeah. and religions and things that yeah, don't well, it like was, us. It, well, it, but of course, it nearly got washed away again when the, when it was finally put to the to the vote. And, the, and of course, the Australian people said, no, this is bloody stupid. We are going to let gay and lesbian people get married. It's mm. not going to harm us. It's not going to do any harm to us. And so 71% of the people voted for it, I think it was, wasn't it? And like no that. politician should take credit no. for our vote. No. They shouldn't, Thank but then, you. of course, they did, didn't they? Because they well, thought they, it was one. Well, they will, because they think well, they, they achieved it for well, us. Well, they did. Well, the Prime Minister stood up there and said, oh, it's, it was a wonderful choice that we made to do this and all the rest of it, blah, yeah. blah, blah. What's wrong with your total, pen? Total waste, waste of time and money. Mm. 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 Just pass the bloody that's, thing. That's Canberra. Yeah, that's Canberra. In a sentence. But anyhow, <laughs> what, who was the next well, big, the, big... the next big lady we're going to be talking about is on the 19th of June, 1885... Mm-hmm. I know IKEA wasn't in production at the time, but a big set of pieces arrived. 357 or something, wasn't it? Yeah, 350 pieces. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they didn't break on the way. And it was a big statue. It was a birthday present. And why was it a birthday present? Because the French, who liked America at the time, figured we're going to give you a big statue and celebrate the liberty that you have or had in America at the time. Hmm. And I must come up with a Simpsons reference at this point. They referred to the opening, they well, they were restaging it, and um, the mayor of Springfield... Mayor Quimby? Yes, was describing this woman who was so many hundred feet tall and weighed ten tons, and the reporter with his headphones and his microphone says, she's going to kill us all, and he dives into the Hudson River. <laughs> now, so, now, what is emblazoned upon Oh, the it's, it's such a romantic and out of date. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I actually know the no, quote. Is this where, give me your... Poor and needy. Um, your yeah, huddled yeah, masses yeah. yearning to be free. Yeah. That's something like that, yes. And now there's an asterisk saying, not Mexicans. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And, and please I'm separate the babies from the families, yes. Yeah, mm. I'm wondering whether Mr. Trump has actually uh, considered the, the depth of that particular statement. But does he not know any American history? Because the country is built on immigration. Mm. Yeah, as is Australia. Mm. Yeah, but it, it's the American dream has been for the poor and huddled masses mm. to come from basically Europe mm. or Mexico, mm. not so much Canada. They seem to be happy at home. But they come there and they make it big in America hmm. and they appreciate what they've earned. Hmm. And to use his own term, they're what made America great. Yeah, that's right. And he's saying, go home. Go home, yeah. But anyhow, there's. I've seen the Statue of Liberty. I haven't been, I haven't, didn't go to the island to have a really good close up look at it and climb the thing, but they did close it for a long, long time. It's, it's, and it's not been, out of stone, obviously. No, it's a, it's, it's a hollow brass. Device. Mm. It's copper. 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 That's why it's green. Why she turns green. Mm. Yes. 
It ain't easy being green either. But she's she might actually be a gay man because she's holding this big flame. She's sitting there in the harbour, yeah. flaming away all night. Yeah. <laughs> but they just—they just did a, a millions and millions and millions of dollars restoration on her, and it was that was done by a an artist, who a New York artist who helped raise the forty-four million dollars or something rather oh. that, that cost them to redo it. Yeah. Well, they should build something around her because they leave her out in the sea air. She <laughs> might, yeah, can't well, be good well, for her. I think that's why they put copper because copper is not uh, doesn't uh, do anything with seawater. It doesn't. It does degree. turn that horrible green, though. Yeah, but yeah. that's verdigris, isn't it? I don't know. I don't eat the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of our gay other women, Cindy Lauper, in a, one of the parades, actually represented herself as Liberty with a great big hat, hat or mm. a series of objects around her head, much but in rainbow colours, but much like the. Uh, the Statue of Liberty, yeah, lady. with a with a coronet type thing around mm. her head. Mm, mm, mm. But it was a, it's a, it's an interesting um, place to have a look at. It's to see it. It's a, it's a world iconic, you know. So yeah. it's, it's like Sydney Arbor Opera House. It's a world iconic. But it must be noted that the chief engineer on the project was Gustav no, Eiffel, who made the tower in That's Paris. Right. Mm. Yeah. Two trick pony. I wonder what else he did. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. He did actually he did quite a bit. He did a, did a lot of, built a lot of bridges apparently or something like yeah. that. Yeah, mm. but the, there is also a small version, probably a trial version of the Statue of Liberty. That's still in Paris, isn't it? You're listening to a Joycast from GLB TIQ Community Radio Station Joy ninety four point nine. You're with Phil Gordon and Chris. Been there, done that. Joy ninety four point nine. We I can are. remember time in the world where, in fact, there was only two genders. Male and female. Yeah. Nothing in between. No. But we've been here since the Bible because we get mentioned in the Bible. Well, Adam and Steve. I mean, Adam and Eve. Mm, that's right. But we got mentioned. What, you mean we go back all 6,000 years? Yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> get <what>? mentioned. <laughs> yeah, we get mentioned. Oh, religion's got a lot of errors in it, hasn't it? Oh, definitely. Well, well the, one, the religions that we've been generally exposed to. You mm. don't get a book that thick on facts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Golly gosh, it was good that someone had the guts to start putting onto paper the range of human sexual activity. Well, sexuality. Before you could categorise things, he had to work out there was lots of things that was happening between the two sexes. But then there was lots of other things that were happening that fell outside that that strict parameter. Well, we were outside. Yeah, well, that's where a sexologist by the name of Alfred C. Kinsey, born on the 23rd of June, 1894, that's where he found a topic of extreme personal interest that no one else had fully developed. Well, he developed it, didn't he? Because we know what he did. (laughs) As well as... He was a very curious man. (laughs) And he wanted to try everything yes he, he wouldn't have used the term but he was really helping to find the non-binary world that, so that would we're not, not just men and women this people. was the 1950s and late 40s yeah, yeah, america yeah which in my mind is an extremely prudish time is almost to the point where you wonder how they did any breeding because you never talked about that stuff publicly oh, look. yet he was surveying students at unis and, mm. and and families and all sorts of people and they were talking about all sorts of stuff yeah because it, but look it's it's been going on forever because we're all here sex had to happen well yes but that's in respect of the the 
norm, the, sorry, I don't want to use the word normal, of the regular binary sexual mm-hmm. activity or so, reproduction. Yeah, we, we but would. There is lots of other things because we've actually found out that sex can be enjoyable. You can get a lot of pleasure by yourself without a partner. Oh, yes. But, um, and people couldn't talk about that. Well, I think they did when they, they spoke did to Kinsey. Kinsey. <laughs> when they spoke to Kinsey, you yeah. found out all about that. He finished up with a graph that went from 1 to 10 of whether you were... Um, mm. The 10 was the top uh, totally... Well, in fact, it was bell-shaped. Yeah, well, went, went up and came back down again, yeah. It, but it was... Um, and he found out that there's a certain group in society, a, a big proportion of society were interested in both sexes and this is not what everybody sort of expected it's been going on for years look it had to be because we as i said before we've been mentioned in the bible so Mm. this thing wasn't new it was just that he decided that he would make a a whole thing about it and made his name from it his university thesis or Mm. doctorate yeah he was working against what the african-americans would say we're doing it on the down low Yes. So we're doing it, they but were we're not it. talking about no, it. We're not talking about it, no. <laughs> but everybody was doing it, let's face it. Otherwise, I always say if it wasn't for straight people, most of us wouldn't be here. Well, straight couples <laughs> have gay children. They That's have, what I'm saying. They have lesbian children. They have people who like it both ways, like and, in and some of the songs we know. And they finish up. Uh, we, we've Now we have this um, whole thing of the transgender issue, Philip, um, Chris, I mean, with the... Um, World Health Organization. What what do they just pass the thing oh, about transgenderism? Now, thank you. Yeah. Yes, yes. The Advocate magazine reports on the nineteenth of June this year that the World Health Organization says transgender identity is not a mental illness. Illness. Of course it is. In isn't. other words, it's it is part of the range of sexuality or sexual identity or yeah. gender di- yeah. identity that will happen and it's not in the drinking water and it's not in the air yeah. it's it will happen they had a very interesting thing on the television the other night um with kate mcgregor oh yeah and that was on the julia zamira who we played at the beginning of the show yeah. it was on her driving show with and oh, she yeah. and she was very very good I, I like kate mcgregor i think she's a terrific woman and the way she is so open and out there and talked about it, and she talked about how what, what her life was like as a transgendered person and why before she became um, Kate McGregor and all the rest of it. And it was mm. very, very interesting and very hard for her to, to do that. And, and the, 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 these days, of course, children are more aware that they, they, they talk about it. They don't want to be in this body and they can go to the dysphoria clinic, isn't it, mm-hmm. at the, the, the children's hospital? Yeah. And they get um, a huge amount of help. And You can almost understand why it was considered a mental illness. Mm. Uh, see, I, I don't agree that homosexuality was ever an illness. No. But you've got, well, little kids, if they're brave enough to talk, they're describing how they don't feel right. Yes. This mm. doesn't feel like my body. It's mm. not a, a physical disorder. You can't see something that's actually not there. Yeah. But they they it's just know they're in the wrong that's body. That's right. Yeah, it's in them. So it's, and it's it must be an enormous but it's challenge. not not the mental part of the thing. It's, it's the, the physical illness. Mm. No, it's the illness yeah. tag. It's oh, not right. ill. It's not you're being not, ill. No, you're not no. sick. You're not sick. You're it's or, a ordinary. It's, it's, it's a, just a condition where you're not in the right body. And that's yeah, but those terms came out from the binary. Mm. Yeah. If you're not man or woman, then you're sick. Yeah. 
that just was a very easy way to explain yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of thought went into it. No. It was interesting to say that it's, they've declared it not to be a mental illness anyhow, but so that's it, at least something. And, and it's comforting to know that the world is starting to understand that these people do exist and there's nothing wrong with them. No, there's nothing wrong with them at all. And they'll be happy when they find the body yeah. that they're comfortable with. Yeah, mm. that's right. Well, so that's, help them. Help them. Help yeah. them find it. Yep. Someone who predated Alfred Kinsey by a couple of hundred years, born on the 2nd of June 1740, was the Marquis de Sade, a French aristocrat. And my little notes here call him Kinkster. Kinkster. Yeah, but he was. that's where we get the word sadism, too, from de Sade. Well, yeah, sadistic. That's a, a sadistic and, and, person. And it was a pleasure from pain. He, that's what, that was what he was doing all the time. And he, he was in jail for a long, a lot of his oh, life. Oh, yeah. You know, a hell of a lot of his life. Well, that can be a fun place. That could have been a fun place for him. They're getting well, whipped and all the rest of it, yeah. But he didn't write enough notes that got to Mr. Kinsey's attention. Or perhaps he... Kinsey did read them and realised that, well, this is part of sexual behaviour mm, mm, and mm. I better find out if it's still prevalent or not. Mm. One of the things that has come out of all these sexuality developments is the, the focus now on body image. This interest has been generated by fashionistas, by other people who are putting up on pedestals the fact that there is the body beautiful, it is a temple, but it's got to conform to these standards. Good nice. You know, men have got to be muscular, women have got to be busty and slim and all the rest of it, and, and it's, it's actually twisting a lot of the young kids' heads. Can I say that in this room it doesn't matter? Well, it, <laughs> when you look, radio, the, look at the three matter. of us, it, it, it's fine. <laughs> but what we find attractive well, in you, males or right, females right, would yes. not fit. Well, yes. I guess we're so biased against stereotypes that we you avoid them. The world is made up of all shapes and sizes of human beings, and some people want to change, others don't, others are quite happy the way they are. Well, so why, why stress yourself about it? Have you yeah. seen the ads coming for Ninja Warrior? No. Some of the ripped bodies wearing nothing but speedos. Oh, right. I find them really quite attractive. And then you can have Choice of Anne, who's like a porcelain doll, mm. I also find attractive. But on the television late at night, I'm seeing adverts for a, a chemistry place with Ronaldo, the soccer player. Now, I tell you what, he's pretty ripped. Yeah. <laughs> but, but and he's good with a ball. his ball. <laughs> <laughs> Love Radio? Joy is now on iHeartRadio. Take us with you anywhere. With Phil, Gordon and Chris. Been there, done that. We've got a couple of little items here of interest. They're very interesting, actually. They've come from, once again, The Advocate magazine, a US magazine, a gay magazine, Mm -hmm. dated the 21st of June 2018. And they're saying that the Vatican has actually started using GLBT 
for the first time to to sort of describe or acknowledge the existence of uh, this sort of community that we live in. Well, how many of them in the Vatican would be that way anyhow? But they've also invited a particularly uh, pro-gay priest. Mm -hmm. That's right. We've got one of those, have we? Oh, well, we will invite him to a conference they're having. Oh, interesting. So the conversation is starting under the current... And and I think that's a good thing. I mean, the mere fact that they've actually quoted GLBT in one of their documents indicates that they concede we exist. Well, well, they're they must do. To. They're starting to. I think that's the problem. That's the. That's not the problem. It's. It's. It's a great step forward. But well, we've all known about it for years, anyhow. So it just. But they all wear cool, funny clothes and everything. How so. can you exist in a world denying what you can see right in front of you? Well, uh, what, yeah. what goes on in your head? So, well, you know, you're gay. Well, you. Look, if you're a Mormon, well, you're gay. You don't exist. Hmm. Well, how do you explain me? That happens all the way through life. You get right-wing people, right-wing politicians, left-wing politicians. They take no notice of one another. They're all because they think the others are stupid and they don't know what they're talking about. So it's the same with the the church eventually getting around to recognising the fact that GLBT people do exist. Well, the Catholic Church decided, as a result of some discussions they were having with uh, selected groups of young people and Mm -hmm. how the church uh, would address the connection to youth, when so many of the youth in the feedback was talking about this group of people under the general acronym of LGBT. Well, Chris, it's the same. But it's it's the same with everything, really, because the younger people these days have grown up, mm. and there's very few young people that wouldn't know a gay person. That's true. Or, but it's it's like we our, our population here in Australia, they are. The generation has rolled over and we got our same-sex marriage equality through because the, the younger general population people. dragged the government. Kicking and screaming. Position. Exactly. Mm. And the church is going to go the same way. Well, it's going to take a few, um, I, I would say, a, a, a generation or two oh, yeah. to to make the church change their mind. But it's, it's it, it'll have to happen because... Let's face it, we're the most talented people in the world. Yep, but, but they're going to need our membership to remain viable. That's exactly well, right. You mean the church? Yes. Yeah. And, okay, so they've got to change their terminology in the way they mm. approach. That's right. Because yeah. you can be GLBT as well as being a devout person within the church. And I think it's the younger people coming on that are going to make the change. That's what. That's what's going to... It'll be, it's not from the older generation. It's going to be the young ones coming on now who are totally aware of the gay community. They may not be in the gay community, but they know of the gay community and they're quite happy yeah, with it. They, they will go to the gay pubs and drink with their gay friends, but they're not gay. Mm. And so this is where the whole thing will actually change. Mm. Well, see, I'm concerned about my nieces and nephews because they're being brought up in this church. And my sister-in-law called me the day after I came out to my family. And basically, I think she was threatening my soul. I don't really quite understand mm. it. Oh. But she warned me not to come between her or and her God. So I think she's saying, you're real. Don't be part of my life because I haven't got a slot to put you in. Mm. And haven't spoken to her since. Oh, that's no. fair enough. So, she probably doesn't deserve to be spoken to. When the yeah, thing like but that. if God is making... All those decisions for you, mm. you don't have free will. That's right. 
But the other thing that, that, that we're getting right away from that now is is the British insurance company. Uh, well, Chris, uh, that's amazing. Star News on the twenty first of June this year uh, reported that an LGBTI friendly insurance company in the UK has launched a new travel insurance policy, and anyone with HIV doesn't have to disclose it as a pre existing medical condition. This is provided that they're on a stable antiviral medication and have an undetectable viral load. That's going to be a bit game-changing, I would have thought, are the insurance companies. It is. You know, because all the other insurance companies are not following that. Everybody wants insurance, and if you happen to be have, have had HIV but are now um, undetectable, you would automatically switch over to somewhere that was not going to use mm. it as a pre-existing, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well... well this is where the dollar is going to talk. Yeah. Because yeah. your, your insurance companies, they'll change their policies when they start losing money. Of course they will. Well, yeah. they never back, back loses yeah. anyhow. The doctors agree that HIV-positive individuals with an undetectable viral load can expect a normal lifespan provided they adhere to treatment. Which is great. I know quite a few guys that have undetectable now and um, they travel the world well, without any effort. No, no problem. And you, there are lots of other illnesses in the world that you don't know whether they're pre-existing or not. Cancer now is getting a, a rate of success in treatment that is almost putting the, it as a manageable condition. Well, how many people did you know that are in remission and they've been in mm. remission for years? Yeah. Uh, so that's that's a pre-existing condition, but yeah. do, they, do the insurance companies take that into account as well? Now, that's another one we don't know about, but it could possibly be. I mean, be. what happens if someone's had a kidney replaced and previously that was a pre-existing renal complaint, but mm. now you've had a transplant, uh, suddenly you're not well, with the trans- in the risky area anymore. Yeah, with the whole of the transplant industry, with lungs and, and hearts and, and all the rest of it, do you put that on your insurance policy? Notice how you don't get a new kidney with a warranty. Don't you? No. Oh. Well, you don't know where it's been before. Well, well. <laughs> that's right. well, you hope that it's been a good one. Yeah. I guess it's past test at the factory and then uh, yeah, ship it. That's right. Yeah, but it's the same with all, all this um, uh, changeover of vital organs and everything. That must surely come into something or other when you, when you go for an insurance policy. Yeah. I would you think. see the guy on, I think it was Sunday night last week, the guy going to do a head transplant. Oh. I, I didn't actually watch the story. I, I hope it was a joke. I saw a, I saw a very funny cartoon about that on the weekend, actually, and it was Frankenstein's head <laughs> coming <laughs> onto the body of somebody well, else. Yeah, and I thought, yeah, there's a good one. Okay, we'll almost we're uh, at done. the end of the show, but a couple of stories we'll have to carry over until next week. Mm. Uh, but I f- finished up my time over last weekend pruning my roses. How many do you have? Probably got about a dozen roses. That takes a while. Oh, so it's not a euphemism? No. Okay. What? We're talking about pruning roses. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, <laughs> and I managed to fill up my green bin. In case you weren't aware, some gay people have actually had roses named after them. Mm. Some very famous people named after well, them. Well, Freddie Mercury. Um, Would his be silver? A silvery no, coloured rose? No. no, it would be a loud colour. Would it? <laughs> he was a very loud man. <laughs> well, Freddie's favourite roses were yellow, and the rose named after him is yellow with a pink tint to the edge of the petals. Oh, 
Now, <laughs> no, I think I know, think I, I think like Freddie petal. Mercury had more than pink tinge at the edges. <laughs> Dusty Springfield is a light pink floribunda rose. It was, it's been around for 20 or 30 years. It's been around a while. I can remember when mm. they named that one. Cliff Richard's got a rose, hasn't he? I think, or something was oh, named up well, he might have. Uh, it's not on my list, however. Well, it, it probably never came out. Mm. <laughs> Benjamin Britten. Just a bud. was yes. a uh, famous English, English composer. composer. Yep. And it's a soft red colour. It's an orange tinge when it first blooms, and the colour deepens as the days pass. And I love this little bit of the description. It has a fruity fragrance. <laughs> Did they name one after his boyfriend? He was partner of many oh, years. Ah. He had a partner of many years. The yeah. the singer, the famous and, tenor. And Lawrence of Arabia. That'd be a bit why, prickly. I wonder why he's got a rose named after him. Oh. Um, it's a real showy rose, apparently. Uh, Hybrid tea, first propagated in 1988. The flowers have a deep yellow-orange heart and the outer petals turn with a pink tinge. I would have thought they would have gone sandy. Yeah, yeah. You Every know. time you say petals, I think of Dame Edna for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hello, petals. Well, well, well we, it's about time for us to say bye-bye petals or oh, possums well, or whatever. Well, I think it is petals indeed. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to go out with Sam Sparrow. He's talking about the uh, discount supermarkets with all the products black and on yellow. the shelves. Yellow and black. Black and gold. Black and gold. <laughs> you almost had it. I almost had it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll catch you next week and thanks for being with us. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Bye for now. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, we can talk for a while. Yeah, okay. Why Why is that, Philip? Because it's going to start music in about 10 seconds. Oh, we'll is it singing. 9, 8, 7, 6? Oh, that's a quick count. <laughs> <laughs> well, bye-bye for now. Bye. If the fish swam out of the ocean And grew legs and they started walking And the apes climbed down from the trees And grew tall and they started talking And the stars fell out of the sky And my tears rolled into the ocean And now I'm looking for a reason why You even set my world into motion Cause if you're not really here Then the stars don't even matter Now I'm filled to the top of fear That it's all just a bunch of matter Cause if you're not really here Then I don't wanna be either I wanna be next to you Like a gold, like a gold Australia's only LGBTI radio station, Joy. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.